All right, let's go to Ron in California. Ron, you're on KDK. Yes, sir. Uh, you have an interesting program. I uh, I called because uh, I uh, I worked some time back with Global Garden Projects with students, and they were focusing on Russia at that time, back in the mid and later 80s, because they were very uh, up on agriculture and independent farming. Now, I'm wondering now, with like Vietnam and other uh, Middle East and different areas of war, when you leave uh, a war scene, you leave a lot of chemical residue. And since uh, Ukraine has a, a beautiful agricultural history, what is going to become of Ukraine and all those people who will have a minimal food product after the war because of the destruction of the topsoil from the chemical deposits? Well, that's one uh, way to look at it, but there, there are other ways to look at it. What happens if they don't plant anything in the planting season coming up, and what happens to all those countries that depend on Ukraine or Russia as their breadbasket, those so-called MENA countries, Middle East and North Africa? That's exactly the point that I'm making, that uh, Russia wanting to take over an area because of its productivity is, is actually destroying the, the main productivity they would have from it. Uh, and that does not show a clear and concise and analytic approach to the war to begin with. Uh, well, whoever said war made sense. <laughs> well, if 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 there weren't for wars, maybe the expansion of humanity wouldn't be there. But if because of the human character of an animal territorial reaction, uh, I don't think that we're going to get past the environmental uh, devastation that's in, that's in play now with what already existed. From the climate change, they Same call it. could be said about Iraq, those burn dumps, uh, U.S. Yeah, soldiers absolutely. suffering from all sorts of maladies because of that, um, uh, the, the heavy-weighted uranium uh, munitions that they use that pierce armor. There are all sorts uh -oh. of things that war causes that uh, are environmentally oh. bad. We're not even over with uh, Agent Orange 24D and 245T used in NAM and used in, L in our country as well. And all the chemical outputs, when you get companies who produce a product and then hire what they call the best brains to tell everybody that their product is safe, when the science demonstrates and shows the bioaccumulation in human bodies and the transgenerational effect to offspring. You are exactly right about all that. I'm late for this break. I got to take it right now. CBS News special report. Russian missiles pounded a military training base close to Ukraine's western border with NATO member Poland, killing 35. Our Steve Futterman reports from the Poland-Ukraine border. I think what concerns many people is what would have happened if one of these missiles misfired, went 20 miles beyond the target and hit Poland. This is why I think some people are quite shaken up that this attack has taken place so close to the Polish-Ukraine border. Brent Renault, an American journalist working for Time, has been killed in Ukraine. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan on Face the Nation. Be consulting with my colleagues. We'll be consulting with the Ukrainians uh, to, to determine uh, how this happened and uh, then to measure and execute appropriate consequences as a result. A new CBS News poll gauging Americans' views on the war in Ukraine found strong support for sanctions on Russian oil, even if it means higher gas prices. CBS News Special Report. I'm Matt Piper. Uh, let's go to Carl in Newcastle. Carl, you're on KDK. Hey, Chris. Uh, thank you, first of all, for bringing on technical experts and people who are knowledgeable in different fields and explaining to people 
uh, and your critical race theory uh, examples. Uh, two recent misfacts that really bother me. The first one is the Keystone Pipeline. Uh, Matt Mangino's show on KDK interviewed an oil industry expert, and this expert was saying some things, and he put the pieces of the puzzle together. The oil that was going to come down that pipeline was eight years from being completed in the first place, and the oil wasn't in the pipeline. It was a sludge, sand, shell mix with oil. It was the tar sands oil from Canada. Yeah, that they're trying to get rid of, and they have all try- kind of trouble with chemical uh, uh, cancer and toxins with, and they outlawed around uh, major uh, municipalities and things. They don't even want them carrying or transporting or around. In uh, fact, major a cities. lot of it was uh, it that comes through now, not Keystone because that wasn't built. Uh, goes right to New Orleans uh, refineries, and then is put on tankers and sent sent abroad. Uh, it's not it's not put through a refinery. This oil expert said they don't have a refinery for this stuff. It takes a special refinery, and a new refinery hasn't built in the United States since 2008. This stuff was going to be put on ships and sent to India or some primitive country that doesn't have uh, pollution requirements and other things. Well, maybe I'm wrong so, about the refinery, but that's uh, basically what they do with it. They send it abroad. Yeah, they, but it was going to be pumped through the United States and yes. endanger all the Indi- Indian territories and everything the else. Aquifers, and water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, so that's one misconception. I get tired of hearing Republicans hammer that Keystone Pipeline. He's, uh, Biden stopped the Keystone Pipeline. Uh, what a joke that whole thing was. We need shows and we need people like you to bring experts on and talk about the details of things to explain it to these people. And I thank you very much for all your efforts at that and all your patience. Facts be damned, Carl. Full speed ahead. Yep, yep, you got it. (laughs) All right, thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Uh, David in San Francisco, thanks for waiting. You on KDK. Oh, hi, Chris. Uh, Yeah, I I was interested in the Ukraine and uh, the damages to that uh, fertile area, uh, and uh, I was going to kind of tie it to, um, I, I was looking at Wikipedia, and uh, on it they were saying that 25% of the world's topsoil is in the Ukraine. 25%? Yeah, yeah. Holy smoke, I heard it was fertile. Yeah, and, you know, it goes back thousands of years. I think the ancient Greeks, the ancient Romans were getting a lot of their wheat from there. So it's been a fertile area that uh, has been desired, let's say, for thousands of years. But if they do a war, right now is they, they've got to be preparing for farming, uh, putting in their crops right now. That's what I said a couple hours ago, yes. Sure. And, you know, they're not going to be able to get in a crop. And I've spent a good part of the last few days calling up gardening shows, uh, whatnot, and urging people to put in a garden this year because, you know, here in California, our drought is uh, looks like it's going to continue this year, too. So uh, if you can put in a local garden, if you can get community gardens going, uh, the smarter the better. Uh, you may save 50 bucks, you may save a 1000 but it's uh, food prices are going to shoot up. Uh, if this war goes on just two more months, uh, food prices around Europe and uh, the Middle East are going to spike, and uh, there's going to, you know, agribusiness loves that. 
Uh, well, the direct the, the uh, director of my castle, Shannon Bureau, Vast Research Bureau, uh, tells me that he is putting in a garden as usual, and he agrees with you that um, uh, this is uh, something we all need to be doing and going back to. But I think this is something that got lost with Grandma and Grandpa, to tell you the truth. I remember my grandmother canning all the time and how much... Uh, she would make us go pick pears and crab apples, and she'd stand in that hot, unair-conditioned kitchen with that black G fan oscillating and melting paraffin wax, and we were canning every. Well, she was canning. All we were doing was picking it, um, and I and I remember that. And also, uh, Chris from Castle Shannon says he, you should start your garden right now and that he's going to try to find someone who knows how to process wild game. I guess um uh he he knows that there are a lot of deer in uh <laughs> in Castle Shannon and sooner or later uh you're gonna have to be able to know how what to do with one if you're gonna eat it, if you're gonna eat meat. Sure, yeah. Yeah, and as a matter of fact I used to live out in Colorado where they uh, grew a lot of uh, the fruit uh the fruit of um, of America for the most part before the California uh, Central Valley got developed, you know, hundred something years ago. Uh, the western side of Colorado was uh, some of the. There was the shape of a, what's called the Grand Valley down there, and a lot of fruit grown down in there. And man, we used to just dry it up like crazy. You don't even need, you know, to do do canning. Uh, just dried fruit, and uh, you know, you can make jerky out of uh, deer and whatnot. Of course, you got higher humidity back where you are, but uh, out there it was like typically two to eight percent humidity. So it was, it was so dry I could take the fattest peach and turn it into a, a nice dried one in about a day and a half. But you had an earlier caller, and he was talking about the uh, pipeline, the XL pipeline. I think he mentioned, but there was also the DAPL one. And I was trying to look up uh, the the age of the what they're calling oil. Uh, when I was living in Colorado, they had what was called uh, oil shale out there, which was a really greasy rock. And if I remember right, that was about two and a half million years old. And you know, the the decent oil that people get is three and a half, maybe four million years old. And uh, that tar sands up in in Canada is actually only about a million and a half years old. So uh, the the stuff in in Colorado. It took you 22 gallons of water to make one gallon of oil. Ooh. They had, yeah, they had to boil it, grind it, boil it, grind it, boil it, grind it, and then they would get one gallon of oil and 22 gallons of really polluted water. And they, and they were going to make a big reservoir, which was right above, uh, right along the Grand, uh, or the right along the Colorado River out there. I can see that uh, dam breaking and flowing into the river. And then, what does that do for the water supply for the whole Southwest? Exactly, it would ruin not only the Grand Valley's irrigation system, but then ruin the Grand Canyon, uh, and then down into Arizona agriculture, Southern California agriculture. Yeah, just hugely a problem. And as a matter of fact, that happened up in uh, Russia. 
just before Chernobyl, there was a, a, a huge dam a reservoir of, of similar. It was industrial salts that busted open. And when that dam blew, it created so much pressure that it blew out uh, 16 other dams, uh, which then flowed through into the Ukraine, if I remember right. Mm. And so their irrigation system got damaged by that. And then uh, when Chernobyl happened, then Russia was really in a fix, and that's when they started started to have to buy uh, food from the, uh, from the West, and that led to the downfall of the Soviet Union. But the, uh, the tar sands junk up in, uh, in northern Canada, it, you know, where 22 gallons of polluted water comes from the, the two-and-a-half-million-year-old uh, stuff, the one-and-a-half-million-year-old, if I understand right, it's 34 gallons of polluted water. So uh, that polluted water would end up down in Texas, where they have crap in uh, crap hazmat uh, disposal. It's like they don't believe in regulations down there. So Texas would be flooded with poisonous water, at 34 gallons for every one gallon produced. Don't worry about it. They got a wall to keep all that out. <laughs> And then they would be selling that water, uh, or excuse me, they would be selling that oil to uh, overseas. So it's it's as if they, and they would basically have to steal that water from the upper Midwest. All along that pipeline, they would have to add water. Uh, and if they're going to punch, uh, I think it was 25 million gallons a day, uh, they would have to basically steal, you know, 22, ga- uh, 22 million gallons from the upper Midwest. Well, that boggles the mind. Uh, who knows what would happen to water resources? And I think the First Nations people are right. Uh, without uh, water, you don't have anything. Thank you. I appreciate the call. Uh, also, the director of my Castle Shannon uh, Research Bureau says we import agricultural fertilizer to the tune of at least a billion dollars from Russia. Many farmers can't get it even now. Crop yields are estimated to be reduced by from 40 to 70 percent without them. Think food prices are high now? Yeah, I think he's right. Uh, you better start your garden now. Um, um, that there is, what is the, I can't remember the physicist that said it, but for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Well, for every sanction, there's an equal and opposite sanction, reverse sanction, that's going to affect us. All right, we have to take this break. We'll be right back. 